Hello there, and welcome to the Anniversary Brothers Podcast. This is Josh, one of your hosts, and I'm joined, as usual, by my brother Aaron. Aaron, say hi. Hi, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good to see you. And once again, this is the Anniversary Brothers Podcast, the podcast where we talk about your favorite little happy movies and your favorite little happy TV shows. And today you're in for quite a treat, because today we're here to talk about the joy of painting with Bob Ross. And I don't think I can do the entire podcast like that. Right. Uh, um, that's going to be interesting for me to edit. It'd be like, are, are people going to be able to hear Josh? <laughs> Josh? <laughs> Why is he just mumbling in the background? Yeah. Um, so, yes, we are doing the anniversary of Bob Ross's The Joy of Painting, which um, we're cheating a little bit because it came out in January rather than February. Mm-hmm. Um but it first aired January 11th, 1983. Mm-hmm. So it is celebrating its 40th anniversary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we could have actually done this for January and skip Breaking Bad. I mean, that would have been a prudent decision. <laughs> <laughs> well, then we would have missed all the jokes about me going to oh, Belize. Yeah. Belize. Yeah. So I, I think I think it worked out. But uh, yeah, so Joy Painting with Bob Ross. Um, So obviously this was a show that we were not alive for when it first came out. Mm -hmm. Um, And to be fair, I think this is a show that a lot of people didn't really know about until really after Bob Ross's death, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Um, Very much like a posthumous success story. Not that, I mean, the, the show itself was, I mean long running like it had 31 season um and over 400 episodes so that that tells you something but aaron i'm curious just overall do you remember when you first were introduced to or just kind of found out who bob ross was uh yeah i don't really remember i do remember when (laughs) when deadpool did its Mm -hmm. parody of it before deadpool 2 um by then i think i already knew what uh it was and i remember when i was working at my old job some guy just for fun either while he was working or in between jobs um he was like uh watching bob ross paint and mm-hmm. just like it's like oh bob ross just painted a tree <laughs> so nice. yeah i don't know if our supervisors were aware that he might have been watching bob ross while he should have been working but. <laughs> <laughs> you know what multitasking it was uh or maybe not so multitasking. right just to keep him calm while he works you know what i feel like we all could use that you know just the the calming sounds of, of Bob Ross as he you know, paints and uh, really beats the devil out of his brush mm-hmm. um, as he'd want to do. Um, yeah, I I similarly didn't really know much about Bob Ross. Uh, I do remember the Deadpool 2 teaser. Uh, really, I think when I most became aware of him it was around the time I think a lot of people did, which was around 2015, when uh twitch streamed every episode uh, <laughs> of the show um for for nine days 
um, in celebration of what would have been Bob Ross's 73rd birthday. Oh, okay. Um, so it was, that was like a big moment because then um, from there in 2015, they also uploaded all episodes of the show onto YouTube. Mm-hmm. And then the following year, 2016, uh, Netflix uh, repackaged uh, a few episodes or a few seasons of the show uh, and put it on Netflix. So uh, people could see that under like beauty is everywhere mm-hmm. or uh, the second package was uh, chill with Bob Ross, but it was all just <laughs> the joy of painting uh, right. repackaged, which confused me at first. Cause I was like, Oh, I didn't realize Bob Ross had more than one show. He didn't. They just wanted to put a spin on it for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do remember seeing it available on Netflix and finding it kind of funny that that would just be something that people would pick and and, yeah. and the description was just like bob ross finds like magic in everyday painting or something like that <laughs> surprises I, are everywhere i'm pretty sure that's exactly what the description was yeah uh, and you know what it's it's not inaccurate i i can respect that the description mm-hmm. um no and and i remember at that time or shortly after that time there was also just a a huge um an explosion of Bob Ross related merchandise that started coming out. Right. There obviously well, maybe not obviously, but there was the Chia pet because yes. of his his fro. Yes. Yes, because of his permed hair, they did have a, a Chia pet for, for Bob Ross. Um but I remember going through there's a an art supply store um that my wife and I would often go to called Blick and they had a lot of uh, small Bob Ross items. Um, <laughs> and not because it was art store, just because it, they were just cute little things. I mean, I think you could go to, you might be able to like go to Hot Topic or, you know, someplace <laughs> like that and get the same thing. Um, you know, just like small little you know, tchotchkes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm assuming like there was no merchandise when <laughs> they were recording the original show. <laughs> Somehow, I don't think so. Although, I was reading a little bit about it and it's not like one of the um, kind of business ventures in it was trying to sell art supplies oh, um, okay. or promoting uh, the selling of art supplies, um, which actually apparently there's a whole kind of behind the scenes story that got pretty, uh, pretty heated oh, between okay. um, Bob Ross's uh, estate, like his surviving um son and half brother Mm -hmm. and the kind of business partners he had set Mm -hmm. up with and so apparently there's been a a big fight over the years over like the rights to the bob ross property rights to his property uh ownership over the paintings that he made during the 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 shows Mm -hmm. um so it's wow yeah I, i wasn't expecting that but Especially well, yeah. for someone so calm. Yeah, yeah. And it's, I don't know, for some reason it reminds me a little bit of like Jim Henson, like he's been around, has been gone for so long, but like is so synonymous with the, you know, with the Muppets. I don't know. Somehow this reminds me. Yeah. For me, it reminded me a bit more of um, what's happened previously with 
the James Bond IP and like the the broccoli family. Oh yeah, and th- that happens so much. Like uh, the creators of Superman, um, like sued DC Comics for the rights of it. Um, no, uh, uh, that's kind of legal battles. It's not super uncommon, right? Right. But yeah, just didn't expect that for for this. But overall, I don't think that in any way taints the the joy of painting with Bob Ross. Yeah. Um, so I, I did ask you, like we did before, um, to watch the first episode that he did. And yes. I, I'm I'm sure you have a, at least a couple impressions. I do. It was it was interesting for me because I've I've seen other episodes and actually um, there was one point where my wife and I like did a painted along with him. Like we mm-hmm. saw what he was painting and we followed through it. Did him. you have like an actual easel with like an actual? No, <laughs> no, we did not have an easel or a, a you know his kind of giant palette. Okay, uh, or a that was it knife he has. You didn't um, have like a blank canvas or anything like that. I don't think we had canvases there. I think we just did it on paper. On paper. Um, <laughs> on nice paper. On nice paper. <laughs> um, so, but I did do it along with, but that was definitely in a later season. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, to see the, the special effects first... were a little more improve, improved. <laughs> <laughs> well, there there was some special effects. Yeah, there. you're right. There were actual graphics. Yeah, yeah. This this first episode. And there weren't uh, people like building something in the background. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this this first was like very, you know, bare bones, very clearly like, yes, this is public broadcasting. This is public broadcasting. This is shared studio space because you can hear people throughout the episode in the background doing something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is, uh, you know, clearly humble beginnings. Mm-hmm. Um, he also wears glasses in this episode, which he doesn't in most of the other episodes. I was surprised by that as well. Th- those were the like in the two two of the big things. Like one, his his beard is a little bit longer than than I normally see it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, he was wearing glasses. That threw me off. Right, and um, but he, I mean, he goes and explains what the show is going to be. You know, he mm-hmm. explains his whole, you know, color palette. And I have I have no clue if that's the color palette that he stuck with for the entire show. I will say, having watched later seasons, all, if not most of those colors do show up again. Right. People like, always, maybe not always, but I've heard people make fun of the way he says white. He says like white. <laughs> oh, I <laughs> <a> ti- <laughs> Titanium <that>. white. <laughs> oh, I didn't notice that. Um, people, yeah, there was a comment on YouTube that said, like, there was no Big Bang, you know, the world started on a blank canvas with titanium white. <laughs> oh, that's silly. But no, it's, you You definitely get a sense of him trying to put his vision forth and explain this is what you to expect. And, and one other thing I was looking at that I, I hadn't realized is that in a lot of ways, this his show, Joy of Painting, was a spiritual successor of his mentor show. Um, so there was a show before him um, from 74 to 82 called The Magic of Oil Painting uh, with Bill Alexander. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and so this the joy of painting very much is in the same format of that right yeah i think he mentions him he does he does bring him up um but no it's to see him from this first episode it's it's clear that the bob ross you get in this episode even though it's still you know they're still working out the the bugs and you know trying to figure out how to set up the studio and um you know once again before they have like the the names of the different paints you'll need Mm -hmm. at the bottom of the screen uh even though it's it's before they kind of developed uh, a groove of it it's it's still very much this is bob ross like you you very much get the same the same guy Mm -hmm. if you watch this episode as you do if you watch you know season 25 Right. Yeah. And that's that was my impression at first is like it starts out a little bit different. But once he starts painting, it's it's basically what you get from yeah. the other seasons. Um, and. Uh, so you actually tried to paint uh, this stuff. Uh, I was talking to our mom who said that she watched Bob Ross when it was when he was on initially. Mm. Um uh her and our our dad but they never attempted to paint anything because i guess she didn't have the confidence to do it but even in this very first show he's really trying to tell you that you can do it you can do Mm -hmm. it too um did when you were watching him paint did did you believe that you could do it (laughs) (laughs) my so my confidence in painting is incredibly low. Mm-hmm. I've done maybe three paintings as an adult. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them I'm fairly proud of. One of them I'm always cringing at when I look at because I think it could have been better. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, there. I do think hearing him speak about it, there is a very reassuring quality to his description. Um, and, and also because he presents it as this idea of, you know, you're going to take, you know, this image that you have, uh, he keeps on like in, in your heart and like put it on the canvas. Um, it's, it's kind of hokey, but I, I do mm-hmm. think it speaks to his, like what seems to be an earnest belief that anyone can paint. It's mm-hmm. just a matter of putting yourself out there mm-hmm. and, and trying. Right. So it it does seem a little daunting at times because he's basically talking about spontaneous painting. He talks about how he originally would plan out paintings and he would just go weeks trying to plan out a painting and then, you know, attempt to paint it. But, you know, then sort of coming into the philosophy of a painting just happens. You just have to let it happen. And for me, yeah. as somebody who, you know, would have a certain level of anxiety coming to that. I'd be like too worried about messing it up. I'd be like, you know, I have to throw this easel or the throw <laughs> this canvas out and start over again. Cause I've messed it up. Mm-hmm. But you know, he's, he's just like, we're going to just let whatever happens happen. Yeah. Uh, the idea of the, the happy little accident. Yeah there's, yeah. there's no mistakes. It's just happy little accidents. And yeah. it's funny. Like he says all those things. I still catch a little, like you mentioned when he um, had the sort of humor um, hitting his brush on the uh, 
the stand of the the easel this is beat the devil out of it that even though there is this sort of you know sort of saccharine hokiness to it i feel like there is also that sort of self-aware humor that like he, he he makes fun a little bit of it like he also mentions that like he's like his like almighty easel or, yeah. or or brush or whatever like he's he's aware that in some ways he's making jokes but mm -hmm. but he's he's like you said before he is earnest and he believes that if you have the same setup as he does that he can teach you how to paint yeah yeah and because i i do think it is a very comforting approach to art because i think for a lot of us it is intimidating and a lot of us do think I need to have everything planned in ahead of time. And it's, right. if I make a mistake, it's ruined. Well, yeah. I mean, if you think about art class, I don't know if that was a class that you particularly fond of in school. I was not one of my favorites. And you're basically told this is what you're going to do. And there's a certain level of stress to that because, I mean, obviously you're getting graded. This mm -hmm. is just like, let's see what happens. Right. And that's, one of like the beautiful you things even, about... like, he talks about following along with him but he seems like he's also open to like if you want to do something different you can right and and that's i think one of the beautiful things about it is that if you if you are a novice or if you're just someone who who needs some direction you can follow along with him but he does encourage you to mm -hmm. go with what's mm -hmm. you know calls to you you know what what speaks to you mm -hmm. so um, you know, near the end, I think he just draws a, like a, a tree in the the foreground, mm -hmm. and it, it's not the sense of like you have to do it this way. It's just like I've decided I want to do it this, mm -hmm. right? But I, you I don't do, have to. I do wonder, like, I mean, obviously it's your painting, so if you want to draw the, you know, the sky, you know, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a color that skies aren't usually like green or something, mm -hmm. you could do that, but. Yeah. It, it did uh, this was a weird thing and like i know i'm off base on this but like the fact that the leaves were like yellow there are trees with there are bushes and trees with yellow leaves i mean obviously with with uh with fall there are trees with yellow leaves but there are there there are bushes with yellow leaves right no okay yeah yeah no, i don't know definitely. that was just like no he's this isn't right <laughs> trees are supposed to, trees and leaves are supposed to be green i got the sense it was the autumn scene yeah autumn. <laughs> but i one thing that always gets me watching bob ross and the any of the episodes i've seen is whenever he gets started i always am skeptical i always think like bob that's just a blob i don't know what yeah, doing, man. yeah like i don't know how this is supposed to go and turn into like some sort of scene. Mm -hmm. And then he adds like more uh like crisscrossing mm -hmm. motions. And it's like, Bob, that's just random <laughs> together. I don't know what you're trying to yeah. do. And then there's always this one moment when he adds this element. And usually it's trees, because yeah. he does trees in like 90% of his yeah. um with uh there's a 538 the 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 stats oh, website. Yeah. <laughs> they they did a statistical breakdown of what he does in his his paintings and he draws i think a tree or paints a tree in at least at least one tree 
in like 90 some yeah. of his, his paintings. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's an interesting mm-hmm. breakdown. But as soon as he adds that one element, and usually it's mm-hmm. a tree or you mm-hmm. know, a mountain or something, suddenly it just clicks for me. Mm-hmm. It's like, whoa, that was just an abstract mm-hmm. mess of colors. And now I see what you're getting at. Mm-hmm. And it just blows my mind. Yeah, I, I feel a similar way. I also, for me, I'm at least watching another one. He, he'll draw or not draw, he'll paint so much. And then it'll be only like halfway through the episode. I'm like, that looks good to me. Like, that, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm going to add more. It's like, wait, no, don't add more. It's, it's, it's perfect. Oh, I, I, I totally get that. I'll, I, I, I watch every episode and yeah, he gets like the halfway point. I'm like, Bob, that's beautiful. It's amazing. It's like, okay. And then I'm gonna do is like, no, no, don't do it. You're going to ruin it. Stop Bob. And and it just like really sparks my anxiety and my like perfectionism of like, Bob, this is already amazing. Don't mess with it. Yeah. And then like, Five minutes later, I'm like, okay, Bob. Mm-hmm. One of the things, yeah. one of the things I'm most impressed about is that he really takes into consideration things like light sources that I, yeah. And and the fact that like he's explains that to you, like I wouldn't think. I mean, obviously, like a professional painter would think of that, but like even to get that towards you know your mind as a novice, I think is, you know, once you get it ingrained, like you you start to see it in a more, I guess, uh, realistic manner. And I don't know, it's just the the attention to detail is actually really impressive. And, you know, he'll say, you know, and and using like highlights and stuff like that, like Mm -hmm. it just goes like above, you know, your, you know, middle school painting. Right. No, it's, it's definitely, uh you know advanced like these are these are professional landscape drawings and it, i mean i i don't have any background in art history or mm-hmm. art theory so i'm not gonna try to say anything mm-hmm. uh smart because i don't right there's picasso it. and there's bob ross and then there's <laughs> everybody else uh but you know from my understanding like these his works of art like they aren't you know, what you would necessarily consider to be like the masterpieces that you would go see if you go over to like um, the Philadelphia Museum of Art here where I live. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's maybe more adjacent to like something like uh, Thomas Kincaid, um, which is kind of just more like a, a retail painting, like things that a lot of people can buy okay. and put up. But like they're, they're not going to be uh, in uh, museums typically mm-hmm. from my understanding. Right. Um, but I, I think it doesn't, necessarily phase you in it because mm-hmm. the whole premise is not that here you're going to set up and make this masterpiece it's no we are going to create something together that's going to be beautiful mm-hmm. and we're going to enjoy it right and that's good enough right well he's not trained it can't train everybody to be the you know next van gogh but you can train everybody to be you know a good painter if that's the idea anyway yeah yeah and and i once again, I think that's really important because when it comes to to art, I think there's so many of us that are like, I'm not good at it, so mm-hmm. I am just not going to not going to try mess with it. Yeah. yeah, 
but you know it, he he promotes trying and mm-hmm. and i think once again makes it known that it's okay to make mistakes mm-hmm. you know that's part of the process and that you can then turn that into something beautiful like mm-hmm. you can evolve that mistake into mm-hmm. something um that otherwise you would have never thought of right so i i read a little bit about like his other episodes i mean like you said they're kind of for the most part the same episode but he occasionally would have a guest painter on there there are occasions he would actually have his son on there mm-hmm. his son who i guess was probably like in his 20s probably by that time it's funny like you watch the first episode with his son and his hair is kind of long maybe a little long for the time kind of like what you see in like a 70s yearbook but like by the later seasons his hair is very long not necessarily the perm of his dad but like to his shoulders and he's got a, a, a like his dad's beard it's like a, or he's got no he's got like a mustache a bushy mm. mustache it's like i i see that his dad rubbed off on him <laughs> <laughs> see the family resemblance yeah yeah there was and, and they would also answer questions at the finale mm-hmm. of each season people would ask questions you know what do you mean by you know doing a crisscross pattern or something like that mm-hmm. so you actually yeah. engaged with the audience mm-hmm. yeah and i know there was uh several episodes where he would also bring in animals or have like segments about oh, okay. animals I, I... um yeah because apparently when he was younger he was very passionate about about uh saving animals oh, okay and so, yeah, I forget. I have no idea what yeah, Jack season it was from. <laughs> All the zoo animals. <laughs> I don't know that, but no, there was one episode I remember watching where I think there was a squirrel. I think they brought a squirrel <laughs> onto the set um, that he had saved or someone had saved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so no, like he was, he was a, you know, an animal lover and he would, you know, uh, sometimes make comments about that or mm-hmm. even bring animals in right uh not yeah not to the jack Hanna level mm-hmm, but right. but still so speaking of his past i could be wrong but i thought i read that before he was a painter he was a drill sergeant am i so from my understanding that is somewhat correct somewhat correct why i heard was that he was a drill sergeant and he was so tired of yelling at people. He decided he was never going to do that again. Mm-hmm. Okay. So how much of that is actually true? So from what I've read and for the the record, this is uh, from Wikipedia. So <laughs> <laughs> take it, take it at a, with a grain of salt. Um, so he was in, uh, the Air Force mm-hmm. from uh, 61 to 81. Mm-hmm. And he um, rose to the rank of Master Sergeant. Okay. Um, and he was in a position where, uh, according to him, uh, he had to, you know, uh, yell at people to scrub latrines and make their beds and, and scream at them for being late. Um, and after that, he supposedly decided that he would not raise his voice again after that. <laughs> I can't even imagine what, like, I probably just think of like, I'll just slightly louder version of his calm voice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't, I can't imagine. Right. I feel like 
he's one of those people where he's so calm mm -hmm. that if you did hear him yell, it would be so upsetting yeah. and jarring that you would immediately stop whatever it was you were doing. It's like learning what Santa is in real. It's like, wait, what? it's like he can actually raise his voice above so many decibels. Wait, Santa's not real. <laughs> we have to end this podcast right now. <laughs> no. um, yeah. And, and so going into, I mean, just kind of Bob Ross's persona because he has become an icon. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and once again, I think popular during his, his life, but definitely become like more of a, a cultural phenomenon after his death. Mm -hmm. um, other than, yeah, like his, his soft spokenness. Um, like, what do you think are the, the elements of him as a person um, or right. like a persona he portrays that have made him so iconic? Right. I think it's just like um, sort of his like non-judgmental nature. Like I said before, that like he's not going to judge you on making mistakes. And um, I, I think honestly that he's just able to see the beauty in the everyday world. Um, I think sometimes we're just so busy that we don't see it. And it's sort of nice to have somebody help us remind us that, you know, <laughs> like he would say beauty is everywhere or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I think it's, it, it's partly his, his presence, but it's also his philosophy to his, his art and just how it seems like he approaches the world. Um, and with that, I think there's also, I mean, obviously he has got like so many quirks that are yeah. very endearing. Um, so we, we've joked about the, you know, the happy little accidents or like the happy little tree or the yeah. happy little cloud, like things like that, just very, very endearing, mm -hmm. just in incredibly charming. Um, or like with the, the smacking the brush yeah. clean. Which it um, was so sort of, I don't know, it's sort of relaxing, like. People would, in general would say that like he has a sort of uh, ASMR voice. I did see that that uh, I guess that has been used or these these episodes have been used as ASMR. Yeah, which I I forget what that stands for. If anybody doesn't know what that is, um, it's like autonomic or I can't remember what it is. It's basically sort of like if you get like a sort of tingly feeling when like somebody's like talking in a hushed voice or it could kind of be like if any if you just somebody's paying i don't know like a certain amount of attention to you i know i sometimes have gotten it when i've gotten like haircuts uh, yeah uh stands for autonomous sensory meridian response yeah um apparently he's been described as the godfather of asmr <laughs> <laughs> At least according to his his business partner, yeah. who became the the president yeah, right. of Bob Ross Inc. Bob Ross Inc. Yeah, <laughs> um, but no, I mean he 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 is he does have that quality, but also just a relaxing mm -hmm. nature. I mean, I think while you can definitely paint along with him, uh, if this is something where you're like, I am stressed the heck out, mm -hmm. and or like I have been awake for you know. 20 hours i need to sleep i i think there's also a a lot to be said about just using this as a calming uh factor as a calming influence oh yeah i definitely have used it to calm down yeah so 
yeah, I mean, I, I think that's what you can, and, and, and not to like, I'm going to like maybe go a little far on this. Um, Cause one thing I wanted to bring up was him and his um, him versus Mr. Rogers and maybe not him versus Mr. Rogers, mm-hmm. but him and Mr. Rogers as these both iconic figures uh, from public broadcasting. But I think one of the reasons why Bob Ross is so beloved, much like Mr. Rogers, is because they are so non-aggressive. And, and I mean that in the sense of there is no like machismo. There is mm-hmm. no like um, testosterone fueled like uh, masculinity in like a negative way. Like it's it, like they present this this view of um, of, of men without toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. That is, I think, very comforting and reassuring to people to have that and just makes them such a magnetic personality or personalities. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. I wouldn't say, um, well, yeah, like not versus, but um, obviously with uh, Mr. Rogers is more child focused in his program. Um, Bob Ross is more of a all ages. Right. I mean, I wouldn't right. necessarily expect a three-year-old to be able to paint, but <laughs> yeah, no, audiences are definitely different. Um, but what they do have in common is just this this gentle, um, this gentle presence that, uh, once again, it is very at odds with the way that um, men are often portrayed, mm-hmm. um, especially the time when like these their shows like were first coming on air like well definitely with uh, bob ross i mean the 80s is sort of like the um the age of like arnold schwarzenegger and sylvester stallone you know exactly running into you know you know battlefields with you know chains of bullets strapped to their chest yeah. so th- this is definitely the opposite of that <laughs> right yeah, just someone who's very approachable and, and as you said, like non-judgmental. And I think that is, I don't, once again, I think really powerful for a lot of people who just, I think we we all need some degree of that in our lives, um, um, either you know in our relationships with others or um, in you know the art or media we consume. So mm. it's it's very much like watching just something wholesome uh you know i i've recently been watching a lot of slice of life anime and there's just something about it that just like puts you at ease Mm -hmm. and i and i think they both represent that so i don't know if there's like a mount rushmore Mm -hmm. of like uh gentle soft-spoken kind men like they're on it Mm -hmm. right for a second when you were talking about like uh wholesome it's like you're like yeah just watching like goat videos or something like that <laughs> maybe not the screaming goat videos oh gosh no <laughs> not like the, the ones I... that's like like the nibble on you know grass yeah yeah something like that i could get behind that but no i i, I do think they they both represent kind of this 
mm-hmm. this era. Um, I, I'm curious, Aaron, from from your perspective, do you think that a show like this could work today? Uh, just like on TV, like it could be as big a hit or what do you, what do you mean exactly? Like, do you think that, yeah, it could be a big hit or like, you know, someone who like PBS or, or some other public broadcasting would be willing to, to promote to this thinking that people would watch it. Right. I mean, I have my skeptical, I'm skeptical whether or not something like this would be as big as it was on like PBS. Um, I sure there's things like this on TikTok or YouTube. There's probably mm-hmm. something like that. Um, just the, the sort of like um, regular broadcast TV. Um, I'm not so sure about that. I mean, you guys talk on your TV break every month. Basically, you guys hardly talk about, you know, the the tube it's all on you know streaming yes yes it is we are in a new era of tv but i no i i'm i'm glad you mentioned like youtube and tiktok because i feel like that is where uh in many ways this type of art um and kind of connection between like art and audience uh and just the idea like public broadcasting has turned really into yeah like some of these forms of social media or um like youtube like right kind of, it's not obviously uh, it's not public broadcasting in the, in the sense that it's publicly funded i mean it's sort of more community broadcasting yeah yeah but I, there are you know tons of uh videos um and uh tiktok videos uh, where you can yeah see people make art and you can go along with them and i think that is part of the legacy. I think it, it's kind of shifted away from television to these other forms of uh, these other media, uh, which I think is, you know, as, as you said, like we're always saying on the, the T-Ray podcast, um, you know, it's it's always, uh, you know, TV is changing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way we consume uh, media is changing. And I think the way we kind of consume this sort of art tutorial um has shifted alongside that Mm -hmm. yeah i mean and there's other things that aren't necessarily painting that i've sort of used to relax um that aren't necessarily i don't know if you consider them to be an art form in some ways i would consider them to be more of a science um sometimes i've watched people just like do shoe shining there's there's Mm. a lot of shoe shining videos um Mm. There's also like somebody will restore like an old like I found this like old rusty knife in my backyard. I'm going to like knock off all the rust on it and like give it a new handle and like, oh, let me get this huge, you know, block of wood. And then they have to like keep, you know, sawing it down. And Mm -hmm. I was like, this should be enough wood. And just like by the end of it, it's just a little handle. (laughs) I'm a little concerned about someone finding a rusty knife in their backyard. Right, I don't know. I don't remember what it I know. is exactly. No. Um, um, there's a no, lot of I, videos like that. Yeah, and and I my my wife has also told me about a lot of like um, like unpacking videos, decluttering videos. Like there is a, a lot of uh, or like just people doing uh, 
household chores, cleaning mm-hmm. around their house. So there, there is a, a general genre on YouTube and, and elsewhere of like, okay, some calming activity mm-hmm. with this person that you can work alongside. Mm-hmm. Right. And like we mentioned before, ASMR is huge on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Entire, entire channels dedicated to, you know, um, and they'll be very creative. Uh, <laughs> they'll be like, mm-hmm. I am, you know, a worker at Ollivander's and I'm going to help you choose your wand and I'm going to whisper the whole time. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> that's there's a there's Pokemon SM. Yeah. <laughs> that's really good. You get like a like a just a piplup just like walking around your your bedroom, just kind of uh-huh. chirping. It's, it's cute. Okay. It's real good. <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I will say one thing that does seem to be different in uh, what I have seen on on YouTube mm-hmm. and elsewhere of of these type of art tutorials. Is that, or not necessarily art tutorials, but people sharing their art, mm-hmm. is that there has been, understandably, a shift, it seems, from um, painting to more digital painting, more digital art. I, I guess that makes sense. You know, um, I'm not sure if they would be using, I guess, Photoshop or probably not MS Paint. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no. There's, no, I, I forget the name of the some of the apps i think there's maybe an adobe app besides photoshop um yeah there are there are so many yeah but so there is and, and certainly like when you watch um like animated uh shows um or when you see advertisements um those are being made digitally so i mean i think with that I I I don't know statistics about it, but I get the sense that painting the way that Bob Ross does, like with actual you know paints and camps and brushes, has you know been somewhat displaced by uh, digital art. Mm-hmm. So I and that's not necessarily a bad thing, but I, I do think it makes this even more special. Similar to when we talked about uh, Bambi a few months ago, and we talked about how. You know, it's not that um, digital animation is bad, just that there's something really uh, special about mm-hmm. hand-drawn art. Right, yeah. It's just sort of a different flavor of the experience. I don't know if that makes exactly. sense. <laughs> no, I, I think that makes total sense. And it's there's like a classic quality to it mm-hmm. that, you know, you can, you can get, you know, beautiful artwork either way. Yeah. Um, but I mean, especially if you're like a more hands-on person who really likes having something that you can touch mm-hmm. physically and, you know, you can, you know, I don't like I say, you're just hands-on that what you do with your, your hands affects the, you know, the painting for some people that just right. clicks more. Right. And, and that's, I think you're, you're totally right about that because there's, these different sensory elements that you get from painting that you don't get from digital art. Right. But, but other people are like cyberspace is where they're more comfortable. Yeah. And that's fine. You know, there's, there's not necessarily a a right or a wrong. I just, as as someone who is, is not particularly artistic though, I I just hope this is not a a medium that we lose. Right. I, I, I don't think so. I think that painting 
is still going to be popular to some degree. It's like you said, it's just, and in my opinion, just more mediums uh, <laughs> to, yeah. to do it now. Um, so I, I know we, we talked about like things uh, that we wanted to mention. Um, we, we mentioned the Deadpool parody. I, yes. I do know there are a couple other parodies that I am aware of. So one was just like a sort of throwaway gag in a very early episode of Family Guy where Peter is watching and Bob Ross is, you know, paints a little happy bush. And he says that he, he threatens Peter. If he tells anybody about that bush, he's going to come and find him. Oh, it's supposed to be their that. little secret. Oh, okay. I do remember that. And then um, in a, uh, in one of the few episodes that I've seen of the boondocks, there's one episode where Riley, I think gets in trouble for graffitiing somewhere. And so they pair him up with this like Bob Ross character who's like supposed to teach him how to like paint traditionally. And then yeah. like eventually they end up painting like somebody's house without permission. Right. Okay. I do remember that now. <laughs> and I, I think that was before I knew who Bob Ross was. Yeah. Yeah. There And I, there's been other ones too. I know a few, uh, football seasons ago there was one of uh i think on like the the green bay packers twitter uh, or their website was like uh, a picture of aaron Rodgers with bob ross's hair yeah um and he was like painting a happy little touchdown yeah um happier days yeah. for the green bay packers yeah well aaron Rodgers and no bob ross that's all yeah. i can say yeah um but and one thing that i i not not a parody, but just kind of incorporating the art. Uh, Magic: The Gathering, the card game. They had a limited release of of Bob Ross paintings on their cards. Okay, where did they actually do stuff? Could you actually use them in the game? Yeah, they were like the uh, the land, the the mana cards. Oh, okay. It's been so they long got... since I played Magic. <laughs> yeah, they just got some of his artwork and put it for so like. Okay, here's a, a forest. That's oh, that's green. that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, apparently, it was hard sometimes because he definitely does some scenes more than others. So mm -hmm. uh, finding like a snow scene was probably really either a forest scene, but yeah, finding a swamp scene or like a, a plains. Uh, oh, like the whole deck is his car is his art. I don't think I not the whole deck, but all like the they, mana cards. Yeah, like okay. they're just a, a set number of different mana cards right. that were. And there's people exactly. listening. It's like I don't know magic. What are you guys talking? About? <laughs> it's like Yu-Gi-Oh, but better. Hopefully that doesn't anger anyone. I'm sorry if if there's any Yu-Gi-Oh fans listening. But no, yeah, any other parodies of of Bob Ross that come to mind? I feel like there's more, and just they're just not. Oh, I'm sure there are dozens, but I I those are the ones that I think of. Yeah. Yeah, and I think with with him now, like uh, he he passed away in in ninety five, so we're, mm -hmm. we're nearing uh, thirty years since his death. Like, I I do think it is um, once again incredible that he's remained like this iconic figure. And once again, arguably even more popular after his death than he was during his life. Yeah, I mean, which is like appropriate because that's so common with artists i feel like 
Right. Right. So, no, and I mean, I really hope that, uh, you know, people continue to appreciate this mm -hmm. because once again, I, I think for all of us that have little confidence in our art skills, like to have someone who is just telling you through the screen that like you can do it, it's okay, mm -hmm. uh, and just to enjoy it, I think is is something we could all use. Right. Um, because making art is a powerful um, process, um, but it's also intimidating. And so you need someone, uh, some coach. Mm -hmm. and, and I think he's the, the perfect example of that. Mm -hmm. Now, did you tell me, we're not getting a Bob Ross movie, but you said there was some sort of project. So Owen Wilson uh, is, is in a movie this year. Uh, there's a movie released with Owen Wilson where he very much uh is meant to look like bob ross it's he's not he's not portraying bob ross he just he has a similar hairstyle <laughs> um and he's a he's a painter but i i, I think that's where the similarities might end i think the, the the plot seemed like it's this kind of revenge driven painter oh, okay um so i don't know but that that does bring up one last or one one of the last few questions i want to bring up which is if if they were going to make a a movie or show about bob ross much like they did with with mr rogers a few years ago um and when he was played by tom hanks um is there a particular actor or, or actors you think would be good um casting for for bob ross i i really can i mean i don't i don't know i mean you gotta think about like age range and i don't know he probably would be too old but like for some reason like i'm like if george clooney wanted to do bob ross i would be okay with that mm. he's probably a little too old but maybe maybe but i yeah i i mean he's definitely too old he's probably about as old or older than bob ross was when bob ross passed away so i for for me I keep going back and forth on, on people. And sometimes like, Oh, like someone who has, I know a similar hair style, but putting that aside, just, I think someone who can nail the personality, I think Joseph Gordon-Levitt would make a great Bob Ross. Okay. I can kind of see it. Would, would Ryan Johnson direct it? <laughs> yes. yes, yes. Right, his old friend. <laughs> for, for a second there, I thought you'd say, what about Ryan Gosling as Bob Ross? <laughs> <laughs> I thought about that. I mean, he's going to be Ken and he's going to win that, you know, best supporting acting Oscar for Ken in the Barbie movie. Yeah. Yeah. Just waiting for it. Uh, I know. Ken, the Ken doll is a very different uh, character than, than Bob Ross. Mm -hmm. But no, I mean, do you think you would be interested if they made like a, a show or right. a movie about Bob Ross. I mean, I don't feel like everybody needs to have a biopic. If I think that there was an interesting story to tell, if I felt like they really did him justice and, you know, I would just want it, you know, be like a project to honor him, I guess the way that uh, they did with uh, Mr. Rogers, but it's not something that I need to see. Yeah. But that being said, I, it's probably going to happen at some point. Yeah.
Yeah. If, if, if we're talking about it here, someone else has already thought about it. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. It's not something that I necessarily need to see, but uh, no, I, I do think, I don't know, we, we are in like such an age of biopics mm -hmm. um, the last few years. So maybe it could work. Um, right. Ultimately, I think just, you know, honoring his legacy and just you know i think it'd be fun to look at um i don't know how he may have inspired like generations of painters since so mm -hmm. yeah i uh i don't know have a lot of respect for for bob ross and uh yeah uh, i'll tell you what i think the fact that we're able to talk for an hour about bob ross <laughs> is pretty amazing yeah so, Aaron, do you have any other thoughts on uh, the joy of painting with Bob Ross? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I'll ever paint again. I probably haven't painted since middle school, but, you know, maybe I'll give it a shot and I'll just try to remember that, you know, I can do it. Yeah, you can do it. And yeah, if you make a mistake, remember, it's just a happy little accident. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I think that's all I have for this. So, um, Aaron, once again, thank you for uh, podcasting with you on this. I know this was kind of a uh, <laughs> a different kind of episode for us. We don't typically go for these kind of shows. So I appreciate you willing to uh, take a leap of faith with me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And everyone, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this. And yeah, maybe we'll get to something a little bit more uh, in our normal vein of uh, shows next month, or maybe not. Going to have to wait and see. Uh, but Aaron, do you have anything that you want to promote, or can you tell people where to find your work online? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of the last thing that I did write was... Um, well, I still had the, uh, the review that I did for Devotion, that movie that came out... Uh, uh, a couple months ago you can still check that out it's the most recent thing that i've written my, my hope is that i'll get another tv or movie review out soon it just kind of has to be the right time um but yeah you can follow me at aaron sarnecki on twitter um usually just talk about movies i've watched um i mentioned almost right before we started podcasting I saw the new M. Night Shyamalan movie, uh, Knock at the Cabin, which is, you know, a wonderful, you know, family movie that everybody <laughs> can take their their kids to. Yeah, much like the uh, the movie we talked about earlier this month, Dark City. Right, yeah, just great, you know, for all ages. Yeah. I will say, what whiplash for you to go from knock on the cabin and us to talking about dark city to talking about the joy of painting with bob ross mm -hmm. what a complete tonal shift <laughs> um but yeah so people should definitely yeah check out the your um your review for devotion and as you've also mentioned you they can also check out your review for the oscar nominated top gun maverick right yeah when you when it wins best picture you guys can read it again yeah there you go and you know what? I, I heard it was a very little known film until your review came out. That's really <laughs> what spread the word about it. Uh, yeah. And so people can also find my work uh, on Pop Break. 
Um, and as previously mentioned, I'm also one of the co-hosts of the TV Break podcast, where we talk about uh, the ins and outs of TV each month. Uh, this month, we talked about the Peacock original show, Poker Face. Um, not starring Lady Gaga. Not starring Lady Gaga. Surprisingly, unfortunately, no. Still still a very enjoyable show with uh, Natasha Lyonne, uh, directed by uh, and created by Ryan Johnson. So um, people should definitely check that out. That is um, in this same uh, TV break feed, but people can also, or the uh, pop break TV feed. Um, and then if you want to listen to any of our movie podcasts, including our most recent on dark city, they can find that on the newly minted, uh, pop break today, uh, feed. And one of these days I will release another couch video column. I have ideas, just, I need Bob Ross's spirit to come and reassure me that it doesn't matter if it's perfect or not. I just need to <laughs> write it. So, uh, we'll see. Maybe, maybe I'll be inspired after this. Uh, but yeah, so Aaron, once again, thank you for, for joining me. This was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And everyone, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, remember, there's no happy little accidents. They're just, no, wait. <laughs> they are just happy little accidents, not mistakes. That was a, that was a happy little accident. Bye.